Well, hello everybody. I thought I'd do a recap, um, breaking down the PNTT and just uh, talk about what's going on in here. So I thought I'd go through all the groups, talk about them, what's going on, what's uh, who's playing well, what the teams are looking like so far. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to do this solo pod. So we will see how it goes. Hopefully I don't get too thirsty and uh, get a dry mouth. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're going to see how it goes and um, just go for it. So we'll start with the Arno group. The Arno group has two, it's the only group actually with two teams that are 2-0. We got Denver and Clemson 2-0, Eugene and Phoenix 0-2. So both both the top groups won their first two games, or both the top two teams won their first two games. The bottom two teams lost their first two games. So let's start with uh, Clemson. Um, Clemson, coached by Coach M. Batch. They didn't bring in a huge rookie class, freshman class. Dalton Lucas and Pedro Anderson are doing fine off the bench. But, um, yeah, so the first game they played Phoenix. They won by nine. The second one they won by one against Eugene. So a barn burner. Um, in those games so far, um, you got uh, Anthony Hutchinson, the junior, small forward, um, playing some big minutes, playing some good games. Uh, he scored 25 points last game. He hasn't been the most efficient. The first game, he only shot 28%. The second game, he only shot 39%. So a little more to be desired there. But you know what? You're getting the wins, so um, stuff like that. Zachary Suttles, 18 points, 9 rebounds. Ahmad Green, the center, big man, 16 boards, 6 blocks um, versus Phoenix. So big win there. And then... Um, their second game versus Eugene, it was a one-point game. So uh, Eugene, you know, is up by one with 46 seconds left. Hutchinson hits a big shot to um, take the lead. And then Eugene has to play foul trouble. They they committed, um, they only had two fouls at the time. So they had to commit five fouls just to get in the bonus. And by then there's only two seconds left. Zachary Shuttles misses on purposes. Um his free throw there, and uh, they won the game. So, um, big win there. Um, yeah, so the other team in this group that's undefeated is Denver. They were on the 38-80 class, and they were relying on Benjamin Orr and Jacob Jackson. Benjamin Orr is a undersized power forward, but he's been playing there and playing okay. Um, um, kind of splitting time a little bit with Raphael uh, Vizzer. Jacob Jackson... You know, he's doing all right. 10 rebounds a game, 2 assists, 2.5, 2.5 assists, 2.5 steals, uh, only 0.5 blocks. Um, but really, this team's relying on Mirrors and Tang. So last year, this team snuck into the NTT. Um, they won their conference. And uh, yeah, last year it was Daniels and Mirrors. Uh, this year, Tang stopped stepping up into the starting lineup, and he seems like he's doing really well. It's hard when you lose guys like Daniels and Olet, but he got some size, um, and right now they're undefeated. They, so in those two games, you know, they win by 17, and then they win by 13 against Phoenix. So nothing too, nothing too crazy. Mears has really been pouring it on. Uh, 28 points per game so far. Michael McNair, the senior point guard, 9.5 assists. So good good stuff for them. Um, the other two teams, um, you have Eugene. And Eugene, um, they lost by 17 to Denver the first game. And then the second game, they lost that one-point game that we talked about um, 
you know, last year they made the NTT. The year before they were in the Final Four. Um, they lost two big men. They lost Joseph Johnson and Adam Scott, part of a 27-17 class and brought in the 201-204 class. So that hurts. But Christopher Green starting for them, the 6'10 big man. Um, and then they're, they had to move everything else around a little bit. Um, but uh, Kai moved down. Uh, Jones moved down a little bit. And then Kyle Mays um, jumped into the starting lineup from uh, back, back up point guard to now shooting guard. So... Um, interesting, interesting stuff here. Christopher Green, um, you know, he, he had good stats in high school. He can pass, he can rebound. It looks like he can defend, but, you know, we're not sure exactly why, but they weren't ranked that really highly in the, by the magazine. So we'll see what it looks like, um, for their, uh, and then the other team, Phoenix, Phoenix brought in the 114-146 class, replacing the uh, 109-98 class. And they lose Maximilian Thomas, but guy looked like more of a combo guard type guy. It wasn't a guy that was like gonna kill your lineup, even though it was their best class. Um, that was the one senior they had in their starting lineup that I can see. Um, one of the guys is NA, the other guy was a backup shooting guard. So um, he put more guys from the bench in. Um, he didn't put any guys from his um, freshman class this year. And Albert Battle looks like he's doing well as a senior. 22 points, 50% field goal so far. 6.5 rebounds, um, but not enough to win. So uh, coming up, they have a couple big games. They got Boise, Morgantown, and Dearborn. All of them look like winnable games. None of those teams look like world beaters um, up to this point, at least. Um, Boise's 1-1. One one. Morgantown is 1-1. Um, one and, one. and then... Uh, the other team they're playing is uh, Dearborn, um, who's been off to a little bit of a tougher start. They're one and one too. So um, all of them look like decent teams. It should be interesting to see how this group plays out, but um, it's looking like it's going to come down to the winner of uh, Eugene and Denver. Um, so, and I'm sorry, <laughs> Denver and Clemson in that um, out of conference game three. But there's a lot of game to be played yet, and. Uh, it's just hard to come back from two games down, knowing that one of those teams is going to at least win three because they'll beat the other team in game three. So that's going to be really tough. Let's move on to the next group. In the next group, we have the Scots Tots. So we have St. Paul, who's 2-0, Charlotte, who's 1-1, Plainview, who's 1-1, and Huntsville is 0-2. So Scots, Scots Tots is you know led by St. Paul. St. Paul won their first game and second game. They brought in the number 414 class, probably his most decorated class he's ever had. Gerald Gonzalez has played a little bit of shooting guard, and he tried the bench. Same with Noah Weber. He's trying to figure out what works, what doesn't. Gerald Gonzalez has put up really good numbers, so 59% shooting from the field. Um, that's why he moved him to the starting lineup, and he did well in the second game. He went 10 of 18, but versus Plainview, they went to overtime. They only won by two points. So that game was pretty pretty intense. Um, the butt sniffers were up in the fourth, but then uh, St. Paul comes back. Um, the, the, the hard part for um, the Saints there is, you know, after Gerald Gonzalez hit his three with one minute left, um, they're up by two with the ball, 30, 
25 seconds left. Gonzalez splits a pair at the line. They miss their shot. Peyton Sandifel gets fouled. He misses the front end of a one-and-one. And then Brendan Guyton hits a three to send it to overtime. Um, St. Paul wasn't able to get a shot off. Then, in, uh, in overtime, you know, slow game, not a lot of stuff going on. Um, St. Paul goes up by, is up by one with a minute and a half left. And, uh, you know, they, in pain stand, splits the front end of a one-on-one again, which gives Sean Edwards a chance to hit a short two. But Daniel Lake comes out of nowhere to block the shot and win the game. So that was really huge for them to get that win. St. Paul looks pretty good, but they have a tough schedule coming up. Next up, they got Manassas. Then they got Fremont. And then they got Duluth. So all three of those games are really tough. Manassas is 2-0 after wins over Rockford and um, Riverside. And then Duluth is 2-0. Fremont is also 2-0. So you got three teams. I mean, that's going to be a murderer's row for them. But, you know, if they can get through that, you got Charlotte um, looming at the end, the defending NTT runner-up. So... We'll see what happens there, but um, I'm real. We're gonna really see what the um, Saints are made out of in these next three games. So, looking forward to that. Um, second place in that division is Charlotte at one and one. Um, so Charlotte, Charlotte lost their first game by six to Plainview, and then won by eighteen to Huntsville. And so far, looking at this team, I mean Charlotte's got. A, got a good team they're bringing back um they're bringing back uh they're, they lost their two front court people but uh they brought in some good freshmen um Asad Hill is playing off the bench shooting incredible 64 percent from the field but right now he's trying Walter Gonzalez and uh Colton Ross part of a 34-33 class that replaced a one 155-113 class, so we'll see how that goes. They look good, but, you know, they don't have the schedule that um, St. Paul has here, so they have a chance to make up some ground. You got Bloomington with Mason Olsen um, there in the next game. That'll be a big game. Can, I mean, they got new they got new big men, so can they handle that those twin towers of Mason, Olden, Mason Olsen and Mason Thornburg? Um, the freshman senior Mason Mason duo. That's gonna be that's gonna be big. Um, so far, Bloomington's one and one, played number two and three in preseason power rankings at least. So um, that should be interesting. And they got Scottsdale. Scottsdale brought in a big class. They're two and zero as well. And then uh, and then Frankfurt, who's also two and zero. So that should be really interesting to see what they can do. They, I mean. Really, it's going to come down to these games, you know. And if they can stay within a game of each other, which I kind of expect, you know. I expect both teams to lose maybe one game. Maybe maybe one of them loses two. Um, it's going to come down to this final game. Unless um, one of the other teams kind of pulls through. So, keeping that in mind. Um, yeah. Keeping keeping that in mind, let's, let's look at the... Um, yeah, the next team on the list, which is the uh, Plainview. And Plainview's just played really well. Um, they start off They start off by beating um, Charlotte, and then they 
take St. Paul to overtime. Now they got Eugene, Denver, and Bloomington. So Denver we talked about last time. Eugene we talked about last time. Eugene is in a must-win situation. They're 0-2 right now, and they got to come through if they want to make a, make a run at anything. And if they lose, their PNTT's for the most part, over. So that's a big game for them. Um, we'll see which Plainview team shows up. And then they got Denver, who's 2-0, and and Bloomington, who's 1-1 and with that big Mason Olsen. So this team, you know, they could sneak in. I could see them being 4-2. and I could see them being 5-1 and and making an at-large bid into the PNTT playoffs. So um, really, they're balanced. They're always balanced, right? They always make the NTT. They're always balanced. They brought in a 50-65 class, Jaden Jenkins. Um, the freshman, he's playing shooting guard for them, taking over Gabriel Loveless's spot. But it's different now. You don't have Loveless, and you have to spread it out a little bit more. You have to rely on a few other players. I'm interested to see how these guys do. Um, and then let's look at the last team. Let's look at Huntsville. So Huntsville, uh, you know, they went they went 0-2. They brought in the 111-134 class, replacing the 29-38 class. So you lose... No, no starters, so that's important, but they're highly ranked, and um, they were players off his bench. So, uh, and now he's starting to as freshman, or he's trying to at least, with Nicholas Hart and then Landon Corbett. He brings in some needed hype, but they, they're still trying to figure it out, and it's hard, you know. This team was in the Elite Eight just three seasons ago, um, you know, We'll see, we'll see what happens. Stephen Weidel is kind of the guy that's been stepping up for them, but um, they really need to figure out stuff, and they need to figure it out fast if they want to make any noise as an 0-2 team. All right, let's look at the Phillips group. So Phillips group, we got Frankfurt, who's 2-0, um, Morgantown 1-1, Flagstaff 1-1, and then Clearwater 0-2. So let's start with Frankfurt. Um Frankfurt is 2-0, coached by Coach Ted Lasso. You know, they started the freshman Avery Bushart, and he's been doing really well. He's been holding down that center spot, and he's, yeah, he seems fine. And then really relying, and it, it, it looks like all his starters are just playing a little bit um, better. I mean, it's still early, but Landry Coleman picking up where he left off. Anthony Thomas has an uptick. He's up to 19 points on 69.6% shooting from the field. 73.5% true shooting. This guy has just been playing lights out. Um, he moved Knowles to the starting lineup, which is a little different. Knowles moved down to power forward, taking over Jermaine White's. I mean, I think this guy was relying on Jermaine White so much the last couple of years. He hasn't let some of his other guys shine. and um, You know, just moving his his freshman Avery Bushart into the starting lineup has really allowed um, Knowles and especially Thomas to shine at least early on in uh, this season. So in those two games, you know, they won the first game, they played Flagstaff. Flagstaff has a huge class, they a great class. So Flagstaff's up and uh, Anthony Thomas hits a shot with two, with seven seconds left. His 30th point of the game to Give him the lead by one. Daniel Hudson had a shot. I mean, he had two shots. If you if you look back, he took the he gave him the lead with about a minute left, and he had another shot to win it, and he just didn't make it. The second game for uh, Frankfurt, they play Morgantown. 
This one's another close one. So um, going into the fourth, they're, uh, they're, they're close. They take a little bit of a lead, um, six-point lead um, late. On some, they made their free throws, and uh, uh, Joseph Hewitt made a three to make it um, a three-point game, which those are important when you, uh, when you are trying to figure out, when you're trying to get every little point. Speaking of Morgantown, let's look at Morgantown. Morgantown's the number two team in this conference, so they brought the 178-171 class, replacing the 83-84 class, and they lost Vernon uh, Pelmer. Vernon was one of their scorers, but, you know, they spread it out a little bit too. So what they do is they put David Griffin um, in there at, in the starting lineup, and he's done all right. You know, he's he he's not... He's not their guy, but he is leading the. He's not the guy that scores or anything, but he is leading them in assists with eight, and he's plus eight um, in the plus minus um, ratio. But really, this team relies on Nicholas Johnson to uh, to really carry them, and you know he's he's been doing well. Fifty three percent from the field, fifty eight point two percent true shooting, eight point five rebounds, eighteen points. So that's big time. Um, First game they uh, they beat Clearwater um, by seven, and and then they uh, came up close but fell to uh, yeah fell to um, Frankfurt. Let's look at the next team. We got we got Flagstaff. So Flagstaff's a really interesting team. Um, they um, lost their first game on a buzzer beater. The second game they played Clearwater, and uh, it's a close game. Um, you know, Daniel Hudson puts him up by two with a minute left, and uh, you know Christian Howard hit hit one of his threes, and then they they stopped the Jeffrey Barger three um, to tie it up. And Jeffrey Barger is actually a fifty percent um, three point shooter from last year. He doesn't shoot a lot, but um, he doesn't shoot a lot of threes. But he, I mean, when he did, he he made them. And um, yeah, so he missed that and. Uh, yeah, so you look at you look at Flagstaff. They have two close games, um, win one, lose one. Now they got Carbondale, Bloomington, and Clemson. So three solid teams. Um, it's gonna be interesting. I think Flagstaff has a lot of talent. I feel like this conference is wide open. You know, Frankfurt is the number one team, um, and they're they're two and zero for a reason. But Frankfurt has Fargo next, and Rockford and Charlotte. Those are none of. I mean, none of those teams you're like oh that's a win you can't check off any of them as a win Frankfurt or Fargo might be the most talented team recruit rankings in the entire PNTT um you know Carnegie might have something to say that Duluth definitely has something to say about that but um we won't go there for now uh Flagstaff Flagstaff has um Carbondale Bloomington Clemson so yeah so um you look at their schedule that's another um decent schedule uh, Morgantown, who do they have? Morgantown has uh, Scottsdale, Phoenix, Santa Fe. I think that might be an easier path, but Scottsdale's been playing really well. They're 2-0, and um, so you don't want to discount them. Uh, so I feel like this could go a lot of ways. And believe it or not, I don't think Clearwater's out of it. You know, they their schedule coming up, they lost two really tough ones. But you got Dearborn. I think that's a win. Riverside. I think that's a win. Then you got Ann Arbor and Frankfurt. If you can win those next two, you have an Ann Arbor game. That's a tough game. 
They have a good team. But you know JD is a good coach. You know he knows what he's doing. He didn't have the best class. He brought a 234 for a 242 class, replacing a 71-27 class. But he only lost Corey Phillips from the starting lineup. And this year, he just kind of um, moved his guys around. He moved Mitchum down to small forward, and he put O'Connell in there at shooting guard. And uh, Mitchum has played really well, 54% from the field, 58.9% true shooting, 20 points per game. Um, O'Connell's just another guy that passes it. He's got a little too many turnovers. But, you know, if he can figure this out, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run. You know JD knows how to coach. You know he knows what he's doing with his guys. Dearborn's not the team they were last year, um, although they are still good for sure. Um, that game's going to be big and but because Clearwater's got a lot on the line. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Let's look at the next group, the Duncan group. So Carnegie. So Carnegie looks like the – I mean, okay, I'm not getting – we're – I do have to mention Duluth, okay? Duluth is incredible. <laughs> we all know that. Um, but other than Duluth, okay, Carnegie is is right there. They're 2-0, and they're killing teams. The first game, 29 points. The second game, 17 points. So they beat Norman Tech. They score 109. And, you know, Carnegie just, they didn't have the freshman class they usually do, Um and they lost the 5-9 class. You lose Tyreek Duncan. And you lose Gabriel Holmes. You lose Jerry Porter. Those guys are our players, you know. Um, but this year, he what he does is he kind of switches it around. Evan Jones moves down to small forward. He's been playing a little bit of small forward, a little bit of power forward. And he's trying to figure it out. You can tell he's just switching some stuff around. He's tried Milton in the starting lineup. He's tried Amos in the starting lineup. The other four have, have started, okay? So, um, I mean, he's going he's gonna to play his four stars from last year. Hill, Butler, Jones, Stevens. Um, or I guess Butler didn't start last year, but Hill, um, Hill Jones, Stevens. Um, and then he put Butler. I guess Butler started a little bit, maybe. I'm not sure yet. I'm still trying to figure out because he's got backup point guard and point guard on there. But... And then you're trying to figure out the other one. And you know what? <laughs> if you're winning by 17 and uh, 39, go for it. Try it out as much as you want. I think the second game, he's like, I need to do something. I need to do something to just kind of slow down Mason Olsen. And Mason Olsen is going to get his. But he only had 14 points. He didn't get to the line. He only had 10 rebounds. He played 34 minutes. I'd say that's a job well done by uh, Carnegie. So um, they look... They look strong, very strong. Um, second in their in their group, we have Bloomington. So Bloomington, we talked about them. Um, you know, they have a negative point differential just because they lost to um, Carnegie. But they beat Fargo in the first game by five. And that was one of those games where you, you see it and you're like, oh, how good is this Bloomington team? So Mason Olsen, you know, he's going to be their guy. He's going to be the guy. He's... Maybe the best recruit in the in the league last year, and he stayed home with the hometown Bloomington College, and that just you got the twin towers, Mason Olson, Mason Thornburg, and then you got Brandon Long. Adam Kotler is playing incredible in the first game against Fargo, one of the most talented teams. He went eight for ten um, from the field, so huge game for Coulter there. Um, he came back to earth against. Uh, Carnegie, but this team's good, you know, and 
Coming ahead, they have Charlotte, Flagstaff, Plainview. Those are solid teams. We're going to see what this team's really made of. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to lose, see them lose two. I wouldn't be surprised if they won all three. Um, so this team has a chance for sure to make the, uh, the PNTT playoffs. Speaking of upcoming schedules, um, Carnegie has Wooster, and then they have Salt Lake City, Inglewood, Fargo. Their, their um, out-of-conference schedule is insane. Number 13, number 16, number 2. Now, we can talk about Fargo a little bit, okay? Fargo is that team. Well, actually, let's talk about Norman first. Let's talk about Norman Tech, the later Gators first, okay? So, Norman Tech, um, so they, uh, so Norman Tech goes one and one They lost big to Carnegie, but then they play Fargo. And this is a rivalry game. I talked to Coach Crusoe, and I talked to Coach Strategy 9000. And you know what Crusoe said? Crusoe said, so first we'll say, Norman Tech's Coach Strategy 9000 said, um, a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle would make me want to join the um, PNTT. And I said, you know what? That's a little bit out of my price range. That's just a little bit out of my price range. Uh, but he's like, but I'm not out yet. We'll see. And I, I finally hear back from Fargo's, co- or yeah, Fargo's coach, Coach Crusoe, and he's had a long summer. He was gone. He was doing a bunch of stuff. Um, he's like, man, I'm honored you would think of me, um, and I'd like to play, but I want to make sure that I could play Norman. If I can play Norman, I'm all in. So, um, so I'm like, okay. And I, I went back to strategy 9,000, and uh, he's like, yeah, we can make it happen. So he did. Um, so listen to this. At halftime, well, let's say before halftime. So Norman is down 52-28, and uh, Jacob uh, McQuiston, okay, Jacob McQuiston, the um, Jacob McQuiston for Norman is playing uh, backup power forward, not or backup center. So he didn't play the first game. He hits a shot, and they pull within twenty-two at half. And it looks—it still looks like it's—it's it's rough. But slowly, Norman starts to chip away, and by the and they're still down. They're down by fifteen, entering into the fourth quarter, and but they keep chipping away. So at halftime, okay, at halftime, Fargo has fifty-two points, fifteen points in the third quarter. And then with a minute left, with, well, okay. And they scored a couple, got up, they got up to 67 at, at the end of the third quarter. And they're only up to 73 um, with five minutes left. They finally score again, 75, okay. And it's 75-72 with three minutes left. Lionel Hoskins, the freshman, hits two big free throws for Norman. They're down by one with, with two minutes left. And Zachary Bailey hits a shot with two minutes to give them a lead. They were down by 24 points. And I know Fargo's coach, Crusoe, is just screaming in his head, what the heck is happening, you know? And uh, finally, finally, after five minutes of scoreless, Michael Shelton hits the shot to put Fargo up by one. He's feeling good. Zachary Bailey misses his, misses his shot. They're going to win. They got the foul. And Zion Michaels gets fouled, but it, they weren't in the bonus yet. So Bryson Stevens has, just has to inbound the ball. They get fouled. They shoot their free throws. 
He gets a five-second turnover. Oh, my goodness. Hoskins inbounds the ball past the Murphy, who finds Hoskins running down the, field, the court, and he hits, he hits the mid-range two with four seconds left to win it. What a heartbreaker for Fargo. What a win for Norman. That is an incredible win. And this is a rivalry game, you know? They wanted to play each other, especially after losing to Carnegie by 39. They come back and do that. And you know what your reward is, Norman? The next game you get Duluth. (laughs) So if you look at his exhibition schedule, it's number three, number two, and then number one. And then his out-of-conference schedule is number 18, 25, and 78, which is no no cakewalk necessarily, but... um, Dang. Good luck with Duluth. I mean, that's but that win was huge. And that's the whole reason we love the PNTT. We can highlight a game like that. We can highlight a rivalry game. So I'm glad you guys joined. Um, but let's talk about Fargo for a second. Okay. So Fargo is really relying on Zion Michaels, the junior. Uh, you know, they lose the 23-46 class and they lose Alexander Lay, um, their their center. But Zion Michaels is stepping up. He moved to center. Um, Holden Fernandez. Holden Fernandez moves to power forward and starts there. And, you know, they've they've just, they've lost two close games. And now they get Frankfurt. Then they got Nashville, Huntington Beach, and then Carnegie to finish out. Um, you know, this team has talent. They just got to figure it out. And sometimes it takes a while to figure it out. So I'm interested to see what happens there. Um... Okay, and then, you know, we talked about Wilmington. So let's go on to the next group. So we got the uh, Oliveira group. Uh, we'll start with Scottsdale. So Scottsdale, the Sentinels, 2-0. and They brought in the 29 class, uh, replacing the 84-82 class. They lose their, their point guard, Philip Lanterman. They do everything. Um, you know, one of the... One of the top players in the league, uh, conference player of the year, two, t- three times, uh, first team all league. Once, uh, there was a little debate over whether he should have been um, the player of the year this year, but he didn't get it. He didn't even get first team all league. So, anyway, enough about last year's team. So they bring in a huge class, twenty nine, and really what it is is it's Cameron Bryant and it's Christian Robertson. Uh, he's got some other players. He's he had uh, uh, Andrew Bowie, a six six uh, guy who might be able to play a little point guard. Um, we'll see. But uh, lately, he's been playing. Bowie's been playing backup small forward, and then Brian Robertson have been playing and doing well. Um, this team's not like Sean Williams has scored a little bit. Um, he played a little bit um, of shooting guard. Austin Carter. I mean, he, they've been shooting so just. They've had their guys shooting efficiently. They've been winning games. They've had great defense, help pulling teams to 66 points. And that's that's a testament to their freshman big men. So I think that's big for them. Coming up, they got Morgantown, Charlotte, Fremont. So not an easy game. 2-1-1 teams and a 2-0 team in Fremont. Uh, you know, both games they won, you know, not easily, but um, they won. You know, first game by eight, second game by 18 over Dearborn. So big wins for them. Um, the next team we have is Carbondale, the Eclipse. 
Actually, not Carbondale. Carbondale's 0-2. We're going to go to Huntington Beach. And uh, Huntington Beach brought in the 189-203 class, replacing the 67-60 class. And, uh, you know, you lose a guy like Giovanni Fisher, who's kind of a glue guy in the middle. Um, but, you know, you bring back... Um, yeah, you bring back all your other players. So, um, so that's big. And uh, so starting for them now is uh, Cameron Washington at shooting guard. He's shooting 54% from the field, 12 points a game. This team goes into the NTT every year. So you know they're solid. Um, Coach uh, Spencer is just, he's got his boys playing well. Um, they lost a tough game to Scottsdale. And the second game they played Carbondale. And Carbondale, um, you know, won the NTT just two seasons ago. And Huntington took the lead um, and stopped a Caleb, Caleb Ireland three. Um, you know Caleb Ireland. He's been known to make big shots. But he had two threes in the last 10 seconds. And he just missed them both to uh, try and tie the game. So Huntington Beach, the Oxen, they, their upcoming schedule is Aberdeen, Santa Fe, and Fargo before they finish up with Dearborn. So that should be interesting. Um, let's look at the next game team. We got Dearborn. Dearborn's one and one. They beat Carbondale by seven and lost to Scottsdale. Dearborn, you know, they lost Oliveira and they lost uh, Trevor Pummel. And uh, those are big losses. And even Bradford, you know, too. And they were the 3-5 class. And they brought in the 211-217 class. So that's just hard. He's trying to play Christopher Fell a little bit at power forward. Also trying to Nicholas McCran. But he's just short, you know. He's got a senior, uh, Kevin Whitener, 7-footer. Um, just, this guy's going off this year. 18.5 points a game. And Jacob August, he's not been the most efficient, but he's shooting 7.53. So if you do his true shooting percentage, he's shooting 55.1%. And, you know, you, you got to believe Coach Calabeo is going to get the most out of his guys and he's going to figure it out. But, you know, they're, it's kind of been a must-win game with Clearwater, who also is in a must-win game here. And he's got Clemson, Phoenix, Huntington Beach. Last but not least, let's look at Carbondale. Carbondale, um, two years ago, NTT champs last year. NTT, they brought in the 30-10 class, replacing the 7-13 class. So you lose guys like Nicholas Burton, Michael Cole, um, it's tough, but, you know, you bring in a really good class. Uh, Jeffrey Romeo has stepped in and played incredible. Justin Hone, um, his clear lead, he's a, you know, he's a guy that can um, defend. He can rebound and, uh, yeah, just solid at that. So, um, but Romeo, 21 points a game, 59.5% true shooting. So, big time stuff, but they're on too. So, he's got to figure it out and he's got flag staff. And then he's got Rochester and Norman. So um, they're winnable games. He can win all three of those um, before he's got Scottsdale. But it's going to be really hard, you know. If you don't win out, you can't make the playoffs in this. You know, you got to be four and two. And that's just hard. It's a hard pill to swallow being um, two years ago just being the NTT champion. And, you know, you got a guy like Caleb Ireland. You expect more out of Caleb Ireland. He's moved into shooting guard, but... He just hasn't been himself this year so far. And Jeffrey Anderson hasn't been himself, you know, 35.7%, 25 for Caleb Ireland. You're not going to win many games doing that.
Um, I'm going to take a break here, and then I might come back and finish up the second half of the groups.